So I'm able to kind of filter all of these ideas that I have through these buckets and say, what needs to come out on the other side that will offer value to my audience? Going back to number two of these strategies, giving my audience value. Planning out your content using those buckets. So I've got five buckets. That is easily a month, a month and a half with guests worth of general ideas that I can talk about. Welcome to another episode of Listeners to Leads, where I'm helping podcasters launch and maintain a lead generating show. I'm your host, Alicia Galati, the CEO and head podcast strategist behind Galati Media, a full service podcast management company. On this show, you'll hear my guests and I discuss everything it takes to launch a successful podcast and keep it running. If you're ready to get leads, land speaking gigs, and create deeper connections with your audience through your podcast, then this is the show for you. As a business owner and as a podcast host, content creator, it can be very frustrating when you have to come up with so many ideas and topics for your podcast. Today, we're going to talk about five strategies that you can start using today that are going to help you never run out of podcast content. Obviously, you can literally use these strategies for any type of content, but a lot of what we're going to be talking about today is specifically geared towards podcasters and creating that podcast content. I come up with ideas at the most random times, like in the shower or when I'm working out or while I'm, you know, reading a book, like ideas and podcast content ideas come to me as I'm doing other stuff that typically I can't grab a pen and paper real quick to be able to get the information down. You could do this with your phone, having just a notes app that you are able to put your ideas in. Or if you have a project management tool, we use ClickUp here over at Galati Media. Absolutely love them. They are fantastic. And I love being able to just put my ideas into my lists and tasks within ClickUp. So definitely check them out. Trello is another one. Asana, Monday. There are so many different project management tools out there that you can use. So just find one that works best for you. I'm not here to, you know, convert you to the dark side as much as I'd like everyone to be on ClickUp. (laughs) I don't think that ClickUp works for everyone. So don't think that I'm like ClickUp all the way. I do love them though. So I usually just grab my phone. I will sign into my ClickUp real quick, my ClickUp app, and I will put any of my ideas right there into a running list that I have in ClickUp. It makes it very easy to be able to remember where I was, any new ideas I have, I can always go back to them. So just find a way that you can very easily put that information in a spot where you can go back to it without getting lost. That's not one of the tips, but I do find that people are like, wait, okay, but what about all these ideas that I have at random times? So that's my pro tip right off the bat. Make sure that you have a spot to put your ideas into. Now, the first strategy that will help you never run out of podcast content is to do extensive competitor and market research. So on the competitor side, you're looking at who are the other podcasters out there who are podcasting about what you are podcasting about. (laughs) I know it sounds so redundant, but who are these people? What are they talking about? Who are some of their guests? What are their guests talking about? Is their content 
getting a lot of traction online? Are people enjoying it? These are all things that you're going to want to look into. I personally don't like doing competitor research because I find that it's very, very distracting to me and I start to play the whole comparison game. And so I usually have someone on my team do this for me. So if I need market research on something, if I'm creating a new program or I'm creating a new service, then what are other people doing? I don't want names. Just give me general ideas of what other people in my industry are doing, what they're charging, and then I can kind of feel into it to see how I want to approach it. But you could very easily hire a virtual assistant to help you with getting this information together. It doesn't have to be something super complicated. That's going to be your competitor research side. On the market research side, I have quite a few options here for you. Google, obviously, is a great option. You can type in the first few words of what you are thinking about talking about, and you'll get a list going from the autopopulate that Google has. That's always a good option. Pinterest, since it's a search engine, is also a really good option. I like to use that as well. Quora to see what kind of questions people are asking. Now, you might find some really random stuff on Quora. I usually try to stay away from Quora just because there are some really crazy questions on there. But if you try to break it down to a specified topic, you shouldn't have too much of a problem. Another one is Reddit. That's another great place to look. Start searching, see what other groups or Reddit pods. I don't know what they're called. So sorry, all the Redditors out there. I don't know. (laughs) But look into those groups, look into the communities that they have, the questions and statements that people are making, and how you can spin that into an episode. And then looking also at social media. This has some relation to looking at your competitors, but looking up hashtags on Instagram, looking up groups on Facebook looking at groups on LinkedIn, searching on Twitter. There are tons of resources on social media that are going to allow you to come up with content for your podcast. So doing that extensive market research, looking at what everybody else is doing is going to be good. The last one on the market research side is one of my favorite, and it's called Answer the Public. So you can go to answerthepublic.com. We'll have a link in the show notes. As an example, I've typed in the word dog. So say your podcast is all about being a dog owner. I'm just looking at the website right now. There are 80 questions that people typically ask when it comes to the word dog. I'm going to read just a few of those, like which dog breed should I get? So maybe you have an episode if you're a dog person (laughs) and you want to have a podcast about dogs then you could have a podcast episode where you talk about how to decide on a dog breed that works for you and your family. So answering that question, which dog breed should I get? Another one, how dog cooling mats work. So maybe you interview someone at a manufacturing company that makes dog cooling mats and ask them how it works and maybe what are some strategies to keep dogs cool in the summer and how to look out for dehydration in your dogs and things like that. Answering that question. Another one, will dog urine kill grass? For this, you could talk about it if you are an expert, or you could have a person on who maybe has a yard treatment for areas of your grass that your dog has peed on. 
how to get that section back to its luscious grassness and <laughs> luscious grassness. If you're listening, I need you guys to send me a DM that says luscious grassness. That is it. That is all. <laughs> the episode is done. It is over. <laughs> okay. Another one. The can section. Every single one of these has to do with can dogs eat. And then it's grapes, mangoes, cucumbers, pineapples, tomatoes, apples, watermelon, strawberries. So all of these questions that people have. So maybe you have an episode where you talk about table foods or fruits and vegetables that are safe for your dog. So that way you don't have to talk all table foods, but you can just kind of specify it, bring it down to where, ooh, someone might be searching for it. They'll find your podcast and be able to get their answer from your show that way. So those are just a few of the examples of questions that people ask that you can find. Go to answerthepublic.com. Absolutely fantastic. I think you get three free searches a day. Use them, obviously, how you see fit, but search your keywords, short tail, long tail, whatever. Getting that information that you need in order to be able to create that podcast content that's going to engage with your audience and allow you to never run out of ideas because obviously those topics are going to change as people's questions shift and change. But you've got all these great ideas looking at your competitor and looking at the market research. So again, those places to look for your market research is going to be Pinterest, Google, Quora, Reddit, social media, and answer the public. Now, the second strategy to never run out of podcast content is to ask your audience. Giving value is obviously what we're here for. This is what we want to do. We want to be able to show up for our audience and answer their questions so then they in turn want to work with us. So if I'm able to answer someone's question, even if it's a quick, hey, how do I know if I want to launch a podcast? If I can answer someone's question about that and they feel confident that they've seen my work, they know how my team works, they maybe engage with me on social media, and then they decide, I want to work with Alicia. She offers so much free value. I know that I can't do it myself. I want to hire her and her team. That is where you want to focus. You want to be able to focus on things and answering questions that your audience is already asking. Ask them what they want to learn about. Ask them what their questions are. What are those dying questions that they have that nobody seems to be answering for them? And then can you answer those? This is one of my favorite things to do is to create an Instagram story. Obviously, I love Instagram. That's where I hang out. It is my spot. It is my jam. I usually talk about examples of Instagram. (laughs) I like to be able to put in a question box on my Instagram stories. And then I will take those answers, screenshot them. Then when I create that podcast episode, I can turn back around and send that person a DM, letting them know, hey, I answered your question. Let me know if you have any follow-up questions. You're offering free value. You're not saying, get on a call with me, buy my stuff. You're showing up with value first. That is going to help you never run out of podcast content because you are thinking about your audience first, keeping them in mind, and ensuring that what you're delivering is a value. Now, number three is to plan out your content using those content buckets that we've talked about previously. We're going to talk about content buckets again. (laughs) I like to give this example. Whenever we go to the splash pad with my kids, there's that big bucket 
that fills up with water and dumps out and it dumps out into either smaller buckets than then turn over or spin dials or whatever and it ends up like spilling everywhere. Your brain is that big bucket. It's all of those amazing and incredible ideas that you have that you're just like, I have to talk about this with somebody or this is such a great idea, let's talk about it. You can't always just talk about whatever you want to talk about. On this podcast, I most likely will not talk about my dog. We have a rescue pup. His name is Shadow. Here we go. I'm talking about my dog now. (laughs) But I'm not going to share a lot of stories about him or things that we do with him because this isn't really the place for that. Now, my Instagram stories, sure, that's a fantastic place for me to talk about that. Another thing that I love to talk about is the extra steamy romance novels that I like to read. Don't judge me. All right. Like, I'm just going to put that out there first. (laughs) Do not judge. Don't knock it till you try it. All right. In the last seven months, I have read over 160 books. A lot of them have been steamy romance novels or period pieces, like the 1800s in England. But obviously, I could talk about my books that I read all the time. But my podcast is not necessarily going to be the place for me to make connections with my audience through the books that I read, especially steamy romance novels. Like, the correlation there doesn't really work. And so that kind of content I save for the romance novel Facebook group community that I'm in and that I like to share what latest book I'm reading or get ideas for new books or focus on that community. You don't have to bring all of the facets of yourself into your podcast or all of your little secrets or all of the little nuances that are you. You can very easily just say, look, this is what we're going to talk about here in this space. So these are the main topics. These are my content buckets. So for this podcast, the content buckets are launching a podcast, podcast content, podcast marketing, podcast monetization, and mindset. Five things. So if the main topic that I'm talking about, obviously I can have side stories like I just did where I talked about my dog and the steamy romance novels, but the main topic we're talking about here, never running out of podcast content, falls under that bucket of podcast content. So I'm able to kind of filter all of these ideas that I have through these buckets and say what needs to come out on the other side that will offer value to my audience, going back to number two of these strategies, giving my audience value. Planning out your content using those buckets. So I've got five buckets. That is easily a month, a month and a half with guests worth of general ideas that I can talk about. So I know, all right, this week I'm going to talk about podcast content. Next week I'm going to talk about podcast monetization. The next week I'm going to talk about podcast marketing. Finding these different ways to very strategically take your audience on a journey through each of these buckets with you and each of these topics with you, but it also allows you to plan out your content so that you don't feel like, I have no idea what I'm going to talk about this week, because you already have those general ideas lined up that you can filter your ideas through. Number four, this one might seem a little counterintuitive. But I want you to stick with me. Talk about the successes and failures that you have experienced. 
Obviously, like we said on number three, filter them through those content buckets. But one thing that I'd like to do on this podcast is have my team on, and we're going to be talking through some really successful podcast launches that we've had. And we're going to be talking through some not so successful podcast launches that we've had. What went right? What went wrong? Where can we improve? How can we make changes? Where are we as a team ensuring that mistakes don't happen again or ensuring that you are aware as a listener that you don't make that mistake as well? The part about the failures can seem counterintuitive if you're trying to get leads from your podcast, but stick with me here. If I'm listening to a podcast and I hear a team talk through a project that maybe didn't line up how they wanted it to, or they found it really difficult, or they maybe struggled with certain things, and then they talk through how they're going to implement changes in the future to ensure that those issues don't happen, I'd want to work with them. I'd want to be able to say, look, I listened to that podcast episode where you talk through XYZ. I'm struggling with that, and I'd like to know how you were able to implement it, if you're able to help me implement it. That's going to be the team that I'm going to want to hire to help me because I know that they take their quote-unquote failures or things that don't really go that well very seriously, and they're always looking to improve. Number five is to repurpose your content. This is going to help you never run out of podcast content because you're repurposing past content. Now, that's not to say you're repurposing past podcast content that you've already talked about. Obviously, you can re-release episodes. Tons of people do it. There's nothing wrong with it. But one thing that I really would like to encourage you to do is take your social media content that you're already creating. How can you expound on it? How can you break it down even further so that your audience is able to get a better picture of it? Because obviously with social, you want that quick, actionable snippet, good to go. Whereas your podcast can be a little longer form. I could very easily have just walked through these and said, do market research, ask your audience, plan your content, tell about your successes, repurpose your content. I could very easily just walk through each of these and just spew them out. But by going through each one, giving examples of each, I'm able to give you a more thorough idea of what I'm talking about, but also give you some ideas on how you can implement them yourself. On social, I would just throw these on a post and say, these are the top tips, there you go. Whereas now I'm able to go more in depth. So being able to take those very easily digestible snippets and then expounding on them, repurposing your content in that way is going to be really great. Another way to repurpose your content, any videos that you've done, any summits that you have spoken at, what did you talk about? What was the value? Reuse that and repurpose that content, reshare that content. I'd recommend that you re-record it. That way it is evergreen for your audience. All right, so those are your five strategies on how to never run out of podcast content. Definitely hit me up on Instagram. Let me know which of these you plan on implementing first and testing out. You can find me at alicia.galati. I'd love to hear from you. Catch you next week. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Listeners to Leads. 
If you found something in this episode valuable, I would really appreciate it if you shared it with a friend who you know would also get value from it. Want to send me a message? My favorite place to hang out is Instagram. You can find me at alicia.lotti. Let me know what your favorite takeaway was from the episode. And don't forget, turning those listeners into leads is actually easy.